they are putting this on live feed. And people will say, what's he saying? <laughs> so, uh, um, respecting boundaries. Keep it between the lines. Uh, some people have a hard time doing that with automobiles. I've... Um, uh, I've went I've went around a couple of them country roads already, with people flying around on two wheels pulling some kind of trailer on my side, and here I am with school bus and kids on it. It's a good thing. It's a good thing that uh, uh, I take it slow around there so I got time to stop. Amen. But uh, but anyway, what is a boundary? What is its purpose? What happens when I overstep or cross a boundary? Uh, these questions and how we answer or respond to them hold great consequences in both the natural and the spiritual realm. Uh, I mean, there are boundaries that we have to deal with uh, in the natural world every day, uh, but, and then there are spiritual boundaries. Uh, if I fail, if I fail to honor and respect boundaries governed by law, it can be deadly and disastrous. Amen? Now, right there is one example of a boundary. You might not think about it as a boundary, but that's an example of a boundary. The sign says, one way, do not enter. Now, for those people who would choose to ignore that boundary and, uh, and say, well, that's for everybody else except me, or whatever the case may be, uh, and you don't respect that boundary, there's some serious consequences that could happen because of uh, not respecting that boundary. People get seriously hurt and also lose their lives. Uh, and... This, these two vehicles right here, if you notice, it happened uh, because somebody crossed over their boundary. They didn't keep it between the lines. And uh, this, this is what, what happened. But you know, as bad as what that is, uh, as bad as this head-on collision, uh, I don't know how many ever heard, uh, you got you got to go back a few years, I don't know if anybody, uh, how many's heard the name William Brannan, uh, but uh, that's, that's how he died, he was, he was killed uh, traveling in his station wagon, uh, and uh, somebody uh, hit him head-on, crossed over. And uh, that was way back. That was back uh, 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 some time back, and uh, in the in the early '60s, and 
people weren't wearing seat belts uh, back then, and uh, he wound up through the windshield, laying, laying out and mangled on top of the uh, what was left of uh, the hood of his car. <coughs> but uh, uh, this is what happens. But as bad as what this is, and and let me say this: what we won't be getting in a lot of detail tonight. But what I'm doing this evening is kind of just uh, laying some boundaries, if you please, setting uh, some guidelines of what we're going to be talking about. As bad as the situation is, and I'm sorry the people watching uh, uh, on live feed probably is not going to be able to see that picture, but there's something that's more dangerous if we fail to ignore or disrespect the boundaries given to us by God as laid out in His Holy Word. Now, disrespecting and ignoring that boundary could be disastrous, but if you ignore the boundaries laid out by God uh, in His Holy Word, uh, 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 Sister Moore, those consequences are going to be eternal. That's some consequences that I don't have to deal with. Amen. That's some consequences I don't have to deal with. And everybody that ends up in the lake of fire is going to be there because they disregarded boundaries in the Word of God. They crossed the line. They pushed the envelope as, you know, some people, uh, some people, have you ever met some people, they, they'll see how far they can push some things. You know, I've had people try to push me just, just to see how I, I I've had people see if they could push my buttons to set me off. Yeah, I mean, I've had kids on my school bus, they try that sometimes. And if you do that, you're just playing into their hands then, you know. Uh, but we know that not everybody's going to be saved. And uh, there's a judgment day coming. And everybody whose name is not found written in the book of life is going to be cast alive into the lake of fire. But I can guarantee you, everybody who winds up like this poor, unfortunate individual right here you're seeing on the screen, they had to cross some boundaries that God has set in His Word. They had to ignore some boundaries. Uh, now, a boundary is defined by Google. Thank God for Google. Uh, I used to rely on uh, Mr. Webster, but I'm one of those that I get in the habit when I want to find out something, I Google. I, I worked for years as an auto mechanic. And, uh, man, I spent a lot of time trying to figure something out. 
I mean, I wish they had. I wish they had Google back then. It would have made that job so much easier. <laughs> I have a car. If I have a car problem now, I'll Google find uh, find out what it is. You know, you you don't don't even have to go to auto school like I went to right as I got out of high school. I spent some time at. Uh, uh, it's, they're not in business no more in downtown Nashville, but um, <laughs> I checked this out on Google, and this is the definition that it, that I got. A boundary is a line that marks the limits of an area. A line that marks the limits of an area. A dividing line. Border or perimeter. Now think about that. A dividing line, a border or perimeter. Um, a lot of our younger Christians today and modern day church girls, goers, excuse me, goers, uh, they, uh, they don't like that uh, dividing line. They'd rather fit in. And why would we want to spend so much time trying to fit in when God died and gave his life so he could set us apart? And by the way, that's what sanctification means. The simple, uh, simple definition of the word sanctification means to be set apart. <laughs> if, if Jesus saved you, if you were born again, he called you out of darkness into his marvelous light and he set you apart to be different than the world. And I don't care what these modern so-called soul uh, winners say, I don't, have, I don't have to act like an alcoholic to, uh, to witness and win an alcoholic to God. I don't have to be a liar to witness to a liar and get him saved. Hallelujah. Um, I think one of the best testimonies I ever heard from anybody, and man, I heard him make this statement years ago. He's gone to his reward now, but it's still, I think about it from time to time, and it still kind of impacts me, but Brother Jackie Searcy had a testimony that he spent his tour of duty in the service never taking a drink and never sucking on a cigarette. When everybody else, back, especially back in that day, amen, that's what they were doing, All the, just about all the servicemen. And you know what? It, 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 it's a good it's a good testimony if somebody gets hung up on alcohol while being in the sur I don't remember even uh, remember what branch he was in uh, but huh was it the army uh, you know I mean it's a good testimony if somebody gets hung up on some kind of habit and gets delivered but I, I think it's a fabulous testimony to say somebody went all through uh, all through the years in the army. And, and, and never never got affected by that. That's a powerful testimony. It's a powerful testimony. So 
uh, a boundary is a dividing line, a border, a perimeter. Now, if there's anybody who disputes the importance of, of a boundary in relation to, say, the borders of a nation, the borders of a nation, let me say that history records down through the years there have been many wars fought with millions of lives lost over the issues of borders. Amen. I mean, there are issues right now. There are conflicts going on right now that could lead to bad war having to do with borders. Uh, China keeps trying to take over more islands, and they're even creating false islands just to get uh, uh, and build islands that are not there so they can get a further grasp. And there have been millions of lives lost and, and all kind of wars fought over borders. Now, getting to the boundaries in relation to what we're studying about, it's important to note that the road you travel in life should be established by boundaries based on the Word of God. Amen. The, the road that you travel down this life should be established by boundaries based on the Word of God. And listen, listen, listen to me close right here, what I'm fixing to tell you. No boundaries lead to a life that is out of control and destined for hell. A person who fails to have boundaries in their life is going to have a life that's out of control and destined to be lost. I wonder... How many here tonight has ever heard the term lasciviousness? You recall hearing that word lasciviousness? Well, it is a biblical term used to describe one of the works of the flesh. And we find it in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, uh, I talked a little bit about that word, I believe last Sunday one, uh, where it says, when I quoted that scripture, great is the mystery of God, and God was manifested in the flesh. Remember, remember the definition of manifest? He was made known. God was made known, made visible. Now the works of the flesh are manifested made known, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Now, some of these other things we're going to be touching on and, and talking about through the course of our study, but right now I'm focusing on lasciviousness. Um. Sister Darlene, do you got your Bible open to uh, Amplified Version? Would you please read that and see what, 
I know it's not going to use the word lasciviousness. What's it to say? Yeah, just just verse 19. Lack of self-control. Some, some Bible uh, translation uses the word lewdness in place of lasciviousness. Lasciviousness is a word that's really uh, not prevalent in, in our language today. And so, it's, I mean, it's not a word you hear every day. It's go, it goes back to the language of 1611. So... But let me tell you where this word come from. The root word of lasciviousness. Now, remember, it's, it's a work of the flesh. This is what lasciviousness comes from, uh, the root word that, um, that it comes from. It means in the original, excuse me, Unbridled lust. Unbridled lust. And like what she read there and she got from the Amplified Version, no self-control. So can you see how that fits in with somebody not having any boundaries? Amen. Unbridled. You're going to have a hard time getting a horse to go where you want that horse to go if you don't have a bridle. And let me just interject this here. This is not, uh, we, might, we might talk about this before I get through because this, this is a danger spot with a lot of people. But the Bible talks about some people having their tongue unbridled. You know, you know what we mean by that? You know. An un, you know the best definition. Let me let me give you Sammy Pruitt's definition of an unbridled tongue. It's somebody that's got a tongue that's loose loose on both ends. <laughs> Amen. It's a wonder they don't. Get, you got to be careful. You wonder you don't get choked on your own words if you got a tongue that's loose on both ends. Amen. But uh, so unbridled lust. No self-control. This is a person uh, without any boundaries. Uh, they don't have no limits. They don't set limits. Uh, something that is not bridled has no boundaries, no means of control. And speaking in terms of man, really what we're talking about is somebody living without any convictions. They don't have the slightest conviction in their life. There's some things, folks, and there's ways, there's things I would do and things I wouldn't do whether or not somebody is around watch me or not, watching me or not because I've got some convictions. I've set some personal boundaries in my life. 
I got some limits. We talk about drawing a line in the sand. I've drawn a few lines to say, I'm not going to I'm not going to go no further. I'm not going to cross right there. My Lord. If there's one thing we need to some kind of way need to get back teaching our younger people that's coming up is teach them how to set limits. I'm going to be I, I'm jumping my the gun right here but because uh, I'm going to be talking about some of this later. I'm going to tell you something. The time for a young lady or a young man, either one, to say, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to go no further than this right here when I'm dating. You need to set that limit before the date is ever set. Too many don't think about it ahead of time. And they wind up in trouble. And while I'm on it, just let me say this. And like I said, I'm gonna be getting, I'm gonna, and, and talking about this lesson about uh, limits and boundaries. We're gonna be getting into. It. We're gonna get into some juicy stuff. I promise you. Uh, it may be unfair, but I preached last Sunday that life is unfair. There's a lot of things that's not fair in this world. And it might be unfair, but the, but the greatest responsibility when you're talking about a young couple, a young man or young woman, when they're, when, when they're keeping their relationship in, in perspective and not crossing over the line, the greatest responsibility falls on the young lady. Because I'm going to tell you, most young men will go just as far as you let them go. Amen. And like I said, you know, yeah, it, it, it might not be fair, but it's still the truth. And, and, and folks who fail to set limits and say, this right here is where things stop, We need we need more Gomer Pals. I remember I remember watching Andy Griffin one time, and uh, uh, Betty Lou was trying to uh, get Barney jealous, and uh, all right, thank you, thank you, and I don't uh, remember exactly how it goes. I've, I've, Man, I wish I had a dollar for every one of them reruns I watched because you just don't have decent TV programs to watch them all like back then. But um, uh, uh, Thelma, no, it wasn't Betty Lou, Thelma Lou. I, I said Betty Lou, didn't I? Thelma Lou was Barney's girl. Yeah. And uh, uh, she's trying to make... Uh, uh, Barney jealous over something, and I remember she 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 kissed uh, uh, Goober on the cheek, Gomer, on the cheek, and man, he went he went to Andy and said, you know man, we got we're gonna have to get married. We gotta get married now. <laughs> Why? What's wrong? She kissed me right plumb on the cheek. 
And my now this is what he this is this is uh, uh, what uh, Gomer was telling Andy later. Said, uh, you know, uh, my mom, my mom and dad uh, didn't even uh, didn't even kiss until they got uh, got married. Matter of fact, he says when they got engaged, they shook hands on their deal. <laughs> Glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, but um, we've got to have some limits in our life. And we got we got to think about those limits and what those boundaries are going to be before we run into a situation, before the situation involves us and we wind up sinning against ourselves, some other body, and most of all sinning against God. Hallelujah. The flesh, now here we go. And I, man, I've, I've got to hurry. I got uh, I, my time. I just realized what my time is. The flesh has no desire for boundaries. You yourself, well, I, uh, uh, you yourself and whatever, I was thinking about me, myself, and I. I, I don't care, you know. The flesh does not like to have limitations. We get all upset about that. Well, man, no, ain't nobody going to tell me how to do this, do that. You need to go back and read the Bible, what it says about submissiveness. Amen. Uh, the flesh don't have any desire to have any kind of boundaries. But I promise you, if you got the Holy Ghost inside of you, that Holy Ghost is craving boundaries. That Holy Ghost is craving for you to set limitations. And let me tell you, the day will come that if you don't give that Holy Ghost what that Holy Ghost needs, this lie will just leave that house. Because I still used to hear it preached all the time, but you don't hear it preached much no more, but I still preach and believe that the Holy Ghost won't dwell in an unclean temple. Hallelujah. You see, the flesh don't want boundaries. It wants to run wild and free. But that lifestyle would be... <laughs> Somebody that don't have no boundaries, somebody who don't have any limits in their life is about like turning a bull loose in a china shop. Amen. You know what you're going to get when you turn a bull loose in a china shop? Nothing but chaos and destruction. Whew. I might not hear it nowhere else, but I say, Brother Sam, that's good teaching. Hallelujah. And you watch my internet, you're blessed by being able to hear this. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Respect boundaries and just keep it between the lines. That's what I want you, us to understand and have a love for by the time I finish this in every how many weeks. One thing I want to talk about this evening about that in doing this is bringing order to your life. If you don't have limitations, if you don't have boundaries, 
you don't have any order in your life. There's no order whatsoever. Uh, I, I want I, I want to get to this this final scripture, and we'll we'll pick back up on this next next time. Romans twelve and one. I beseech you, brethren. Uh, if Paul was talking in our English today, he says, "I'm begging you, I'm pleading with you, I'm pleading with you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service." And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I don't want God's permissive will in my life. Do you know the will of God comes two, two ways? There is a permissive will and there's a perfect will. Amen. Uh, what he's saying right here in, in Romans 12 about presenting our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, it means that you need to draw some boundaries. It means that you need to set some limitations to where you can. And I'm not. I'm not talking about so you can live live good enough for uh, 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 to to go to heaven. That's where the blood of Christ comes in. I I don't I don't I don't work for God to try to save myself, but I work for God because He has done a work in me, and I want to please Him. I want to please Him more than I want to please. So if anybody got any comments or questions, I'm going to cut it off right there. Hallelujah.